All right, welcome to another episode of 35 All Grip. Today's guest, Dexter Manning. Hello. It's nice to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hell yeah. Thanks for being here, Dexter. No problem. Got a little intro for you to start this thing off. Here goes. Dexter Manning is the first international guest to grace the show. He's represented Canada at the World Roller Games and is a flagship team rider for Land Yachts. Dex's approach to skating downhill starts with one question. Can I grip this corner? And the answer is yes. He's got a deep video archive going goblin mode on roads most would pass on, which we'll get into in a little bit. So Dex, start things off. You're in uh, North Carolina for about 48 hours. Yep. How have you been making use of your time? Uh, mostly getting kicked out of neighborhoods. It's been pretty, pretty badass. <laughs> it's, it's actually been awesome. That, ma- that I, makes me so happy. Yeah. I forgot the extent to which you just skate every road here one time and then leave. And it's truly, truly horrifying because I haven't been here for a while. And, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know any of the new spots. So we've just been going to brand new roads, skating them one time and then running away. So yeah, it's been, it's been sick. Have you been getting any uh, any serious heat or just you know this the no just Norman? just standard nothing nothing uh, nothing crazy yet but we we got another like eighteen hours here so we'll see what we get into <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah it's been awesome I really miss, I really missed it here it's been so it's been way too long I haven't seen you here in a while man yeah I was thinking about this um, earlier today i think the last time i was here i came down before soldiers in 2018 oh my gosh drove up with maddie and uh skated uh in Velseyland, like in virginia on the way oh that's a good move yeah going up the way there's like some decent stuff in between like north carolina and soldiers honestly that's what he was saying and so i i just came down spent i think i spent a week at the castle and then uh and then we like made a couple day trip i think out of it if i'm remembering correctly which i might not be but yeah that like the fact that 2018 is five years ago is insane so we're we're here now <laughs> <laughs> we're here now a lot has changed but also not much kind of doing the same stuff still going to bainbridge yeah. yep hell yeah how was your bainbridge experience this year i was everything i hope for and more like i'll just always go to that race like especially because i haven't got the monkey off my back like it's i've been getting close or like you know doing okay at that race for like damn near a decade now haven't won one yet and i think at least until i do that i'm not missing one but even probably after that i i won't miss that one I feel like once you go, like once you experience Bainbridge, like you just keep coming back. Yeah. Like I tell people that, like you have to go. Yeah. Like I live so far away from there now and (laughs) I'll go, you know, Um, but it was, this one was crazy because it was weird being there and like everyone try harding it. Like it was just a different vibe this, this time, but it was, it made it, made it cool. Like the racing was crazy as a result, but cause it mattered for a bunch, like for a bunch of qualification stuff, like the 
the racing was way gnarlier than it has been in the past. I agree. Um, that was probably the most competitive soldiers I've ever been to. It, yeah. it had to be. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like my second round heat had three quarters of finals from last year in it. Yeah. So, who, who was in your second round heat? That uh, was me, Max, Max Capson, and Chase. Which was, and Austin, and Austin, and like you cannot like Austin's fast, fast as shit, like he and, is. and chaotic. So like it was sick, and we're like, yeah, this is insane that one of us is out before the hour and a half lunch break. <laughs> Your second round heat was yeah. three out of four were in finals last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and just, then we, that yeah, was we, just wild. We just swapped Tim, Tim for Austin, which is, yeah. It was it was good watching though. I was definitely rooting for you thanks you were looking fast you qualified like top four didn't you i qualified fourth and finished fifth so it about worked out you know yeah um yeah and we're uh honestly the most important thing uh is that matt's okay after that crash in uh quarterfinals oh my gosh i just talked to him earlier today and he's like at home got like got back to canada got a ct scan he's like he's chilling he bruised bruised kidney i think is the extent of it so i think he's just chilling for a couple weeks and then he'll be he'll be all right yeah that's uh that was one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life so yeah like he's okay it couldn't have gone worse (laughs) like it got like uh who wobbled out someone uh Uh, i morgan smith wobbled out in front of him and then he hit morgan's board and then uh nathaniel uh la chapelle hit just followed him into the hay in the chicane at 55 miles an hour and matt was like sliding on his back like feet and head into the hay i was like i guess the bruised kidney kind of makes sense when you think about think about that (laughs) it looked like it could have been so much worse i'm glad he's all right yeah me too yeah i'm uh i'm stoked i just made it out alive honestly I like had. I think that's why we have to keep going back. The that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. I got out and like took like a pretty steamy like free ride run and was like, think I'm gonna sit down and start watching. Yep. But uh, yeah. Cool. Does that put you on Team Canada? Uh, it. So I'm third right now. Um, so they haven't announced what the team sizes are, which is kind of hilarious because everyone has been getting real fixated on top six but we don't know what the team sizes are so gotcha. I'm, I'm in all right shape um if they take two people per country which they could i guess then i won't go but if it's any more than that i'll be there quite the downsize geez from six yeah it would be and and there's no evidence or like nothing to suggest that that's what's going to happen but i it's just been kind of funny how excited everyone's gotten about six people yeah, man. No, no, one, no one said that. <laughs> it's exciting stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I like, I don't know. It's that's definitely been the thing for in racing the last couple of years has been like chasing these points for, for that stuff. It's kind of a new thing, but like, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. It's, it adds like a cool, like dimension to things. Where I, like, I think so. Definitely. Like, yeah, there's like a bit of a race within the race where you're like worried about how you're placing against other other Canadians as well as like trying to do well at the race generally. Like I think it it's just more interesting from from a like race racer's side. It just adds adds another thing. Yeah, I mean like the the kind of like world circuit 
seems to kind of came to an end for at least recently as far as like points yeah. chase so that's kind of like the new points yeah. chase yeah kind of yeah so it's something i i think it's cool i think it's cool um not mad at it yeah you uh you just had mary hill recently also mm-hmm. correct yep you did pretty dang good i did so good for me <laughs> I've, been, I've been so bad there for so long so it was it was pretty cool like like to be like in the mix there i like Mary Hill rewards like a set of skateboarding skills that I have never spent any time fostering. You know, it's a very specific sort of place. Level two thirty five all grip for me. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, you know, it's never been never been my thing. But the, the we had three qualifying events this year for Team Canada, and I broke my ankle in April. So I didn't get a result at Knox, which was the first one. So I knew I needed a result at Mary Hill. So I kind of just like spent the summer working on stuff with Mary Hill in mind. And it kind of, it was cool. Like it was cool for it to pay off because if it didn't, I would have, you know, put a lot of effort into, into no, no payoff. So yeah, it was nice. Well, you killed it. It was, it was cool to see you. Quali, what second? Yeah, I qualified second. I, I like split Max and Tim like in qualifying, so that was pretty cool. I went five seconds faster than I think I've ever qualified there, which is that's an eternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was fired up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. So probably the most excited I've ever been after a qual. Like qualifying is normally like you're not like fired up after. You're like, okay, cool. I I did however well I did, and that one I was like pretty excited after. So what, what happened to your ankle? How'd you, was it skateboard related? I'm yeah, assuming I, I hit the fuck out of a car in the BPs. <laughs> and just, yeah, it was pretty tough. I was like just going down a straightaway in West Van and it's like all the runs we skate around, like we have, you know, more rural stuff that you can actually push it on. But a lot of the stuff we skate on a day to day basis are just like developed city neighborhoods like not nc spec neighborhoods like just streets that people live on and uh uh, i was just going down a straightaway and someone was coming up and just i I didn't think anything of it it was just a car driving up the road but they um right and right as i was getting there they just turned left to go into a driveway on like on my right and I think it would have worked out, but they have a like a gate on their driveway. So they pulled across and just stopped to wait for oh. the gate. And I, I got into a slide, but there was just no like there was no chance of stopping. So I slowed down, which I think really like mitigated some of the damage and kicked my board out and then kicked both doors. I like had the like enough presence of mind to not kick the B pillar, you know? I like, I like got one foot into the middle of like each door panel, you know, and just folded in this, the side of this car and yeah, just destroyed my ankle. So what kind of car are we talking? Uh, uh it was, it was a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it, I don't know. It looked expensive. I don't know. <laughs> was that a, was that a kind of deal? You just like, kind of just skate, like you're like, sorry, or was there like, no, a- <laughs> it was, a, it was a whole big thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Luckily, like the way. I don't know the way insurance and stuff works in Canada. Like it didn't, wasn't a thing for me. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. 
I think they figured it out. They have a they live in a mansion in the BPs. I didn't feel that bad. Yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate <laughs> though, man. That's scary. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. worst was, case scenario. Yeah, it was. I mean, this is probably not the best way of looking at it, but the way I looked at it was I've spent enough time skating up there. It was just like a numbers game. Like your skate, we skate on the busiest streets. I've I've seen all, videos out there all the time. So like, I mean, it would have been nice if it didn't happen, and it would be nice if it didn't happen specifically right then, but it did. So, so that's yeah. like kind of like your normal stomping ground BPs. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's they. They're so over her bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So, I love it. Yep. So that was that was that. So I that Knox was I think I raced there, but it was seven weeks after I broke my ankle and I was I couldn't do I couldn't do anything. So I did I did bad there and the soldiers and Mary Hill were became like very important because I didn't have another like throwaway score. Well, you showed up, man. Yep. So, yeah, 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 it was cool. I'm glad it's over, though yeah we can just we can just you can get hurt here now so. yeah you can get hurt in, in nashville now <laughs> i got plenty of time to heal up <laughs> i love it yep super stoked you're here well yeah you're living in vancouver yep no yeah yeah i've been there for Correct. a while now yeah so i think i moved i lived there for a year in 2014 but i moved for good in um 2017 so i've been there oh almost, it's been that long almost wow. six years yeah no kidding yeah, I mean, and that's like a big part of why I haven't been coming here as much was because when I was really coming here all the time, it was because we could drive down or like a flight from Ontario is like a couple hundred bucks down here. Whereas mm-hmm. like from Vancouver, it's way easier to go to California. So I do that more now, but that's, that's a bad excuse, though. That's all right. It's, <laughs> I mean, you're here now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the right thing. I think, you know, people who haven't been here yet, like, after Soldier's Rip is, like, the move. I'm surprised. I don't really know if anyone else came here after besides you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who wasn't here already. Yeah. Yeah, like, Austin came back. Oh, yeah, Austin came back. Austin's been here. He's (laughs) been here. He's been reciting. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, come before if you don't care about being hurt at Soldier's, but definitely come after. Yeah. (laughs) What was uh what was kind of your Ontario vibes like? I wanted to get into talking about escarpment surfers and also yeah. specifically ways in which you become an escarpment surfer. Yeah. So Ontario is funny cuz it's the flattest place. Like you know, like you're from Michigan, it's the same vibes just terrible there is one cliff in that just runs north south through southern ontario called the escarpment that has all of the good roads just go from the top of it to the bottom and they're all not great but they're like enough where it's fostered this like pretty impressive scene like especially like around toronto and the niagara region where you can get plenty good enough in on like the seven or eight good roads in the in southern or like i guess southwestern ontario that you 
like can travel and start like making it a thing and there's enough of a scene and like there have been so many good skaters from there that there's always been someone like ahead of ahead of you to like oh like sick like they're doing they're like making a making a run at this thing like for me it was like there was a few people but it it was mostly like like when i was started skating like patrick switzer was like the guy on like the race tour and everything he's from like an hour or so from where i'm from so it was like there's enough where you're like like oh like it's kind of like within reach but yeah, you, attainable but, yeah but you have to leave like <laughs> you can't just stay there you have you have to start traveling and actually like skate proper stuff and the first time you leave is just such an eye-opening humbling experience <laughs> i can relate <laughs> like yeah you, th- you th- think you're hot shit and then oh boy you got you got a whole lot of whole lot of learning to do big time those yeah. those escarpment runs uh look pretty pretty messed up honestly some there, of them honestly there's a couple of them that are like still in my mind like i haven't been in a few years but when i i went back expecting them to be like real mellow and they're just like they're not hard to skate they're just so dangerous that when you like looking back on it you're like how did we like like make this work because i know how bad i was when i was skating them and they're just like they're just cooked like for no reason <laughs> like so it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool no it's super rad um i think i was watching a video i think on like longboard haven does that sound right yep yeah yeah that was a shop in toronto that like was i rode for and and stuff but yeah i was watching a video of you down i'm assuming one of those roads pretty wild is it like what's the video is it it's like nine years old yeah am i wearing like a white and red like mids shirt i think you're wearing because <sighs> there's a video on longboard haven of me skating whitcomb before the repave that is fried no it wasn't that yeah, one that it was wasn't that, that one, one. Cr- that one it's I watched that like popped up on my Facebook memories not that long ago. And I was like, dude, I was dumb as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. There, yeah. there's something to be said. We've talked about this on the podcast before, yeah. like some serious talent comes from places that doesn't have any hills really. Yeah. 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 I think like when you're learning in my mind, having a, like a big community and scene is like more important than like huge hills because you're not gonna yeah like you shouldn't be going there anyways like austin was saying this earlier today in the car actually where he was like having a scene in a spot where there is no like crazy hill that uh like the good guys need to keep secret from like the new people is so key because they're always like the people who are like like local heroes are like at the session and like you see them and like meet them and like realize that they're real people and they teach you stuff absolutely so it's pretty cool whereas like anywhere with real dangerous hills it's like yeah i'm not taking anyone there you know <laughs> yeah you're it's it's hard too because you want you want people to like progress and get involved but there's there's also kind of a you're like a worried, line worried you, for their safety too. yeah when yeah. it starts like this yeah. is kind of on me. Yeah, but if, if I, like if all the if all the hills are mids, it's like uh, it's fair game. Yeah, it's fair game. So amazing. Who who is a uh, who's ES? Like who's ES for life? Oh, it's a it's a long list for sure. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Like the the main people in my mind are like Patrick and then Cambrick, Luke Mello, Braden Tibbles, like that crew, which I I don't even know if like I mean in my mind those are like the fucking the, the guys you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, there's a bunch. Mike, the like one of the owners of Longboard Haven. I just wanted to touch on that, you know. Yeah, had to had to bring it up, man. It was a it was a cool thing. I remember being a, like being real young and like wanting nothing more than to be ES. You know, like like I didn't like I think even before I had like much of a concept of like what being like properly sponsored was. Like I wanted to be ES more than I wanted to be sponsored because it meant I was like like good. And like it was so it was like as pure as that and like wholesome like like teenager brain as that. I was like I was like if I, if that happens, that means they think I'm good. And that's all that mattered. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it, like yeah, you know, like like things come like as you get a bit older and like things come in and like, you know, you're you're like, oh, your goals change or whatever. But there was a very pure moment where I was like, no, that's all I care about. I'm going to be ES for life. One yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Just don't ask. That's the only rule. If you ask you, it'll never happen. <laughs> you lived at club 54. I did for a little while too, right? For, for one year. Gotcha. One calendar year. I dropped out of, dropped out of school, moved into club 54. a boy. Yep. Yeah. It was great. For the for the people that don't know what Club Fifty Four is, can you kind of give them a little spark notes of yeah what it was? It, I mean, it it was a skate house in Toronto. Um, it, it was this like like big. We had like the top two floors of a house, and which was like plenty. It was like I think there were six bedrooms. Like it was a huge old house and. It, there was like a rotating cast of characters that like moved through it and but throughout for like god it must have been like eight or nine years at least it was like a skate house and it was like very much like the focal point of the toronto scene um and yeah it it was just like the some of the craziest parties I've been to in my life still to this day were mm-hmm. at in that house and living there for a year was unhinged and I'm so happy I did it you know so I was lucky enough to come there one time I came up yeah. for Toronto board meeting that's for sure when I would have met you like I like yeah I think I like probably I think I slept at like the bottom of a staircase or something yeah like super mid yeah classic move yeah on <laughs> that on that couch in the kitchen a lot like the the all-star list of people that have slept on that that shitty couch in the nook in the kitchen so high it was it was an awesome time mm-hmm. um yeah it, it was truly crazy i think like the highlight party story i have from that that house was um the way it was laid out was you would walk in at the, like you'd open the front door and there was a separate entrance for the like ground floor and basement suite of the house. So we had like a a door and that opened just directly into a staircase that went up to the second floor, which is the main floor of like our part of the house. And 
I don't I don't know how it started, but the the trend that developed was that for parties we would get like a like a whole bunch of like a few hundred balloons and blow them up and just fill the staircase with them and then make people come around the back to like come in because we didn't want people like in and out of the front the whole time. But one like particularly, I'm assuming it was a board meeting party, but I could be wrong. Like it could have just been whatever party. The uh, the cops showed up like as they would because we were there was like 150 people in this house making so much noise. They but they like they didn't know, so they opened the the uh, like the front door and were just greeted with unlimited balloons coming down the staircase, <laughs> and they like couldn't figure out what what the deal was and the one guy like got a knife out and started popping them so a bunch of people were just at the top of the stairs blowing up more balloons and putting them in the staircase and they gave up and left <laughs> and like nothing like we just continued as if nothing happened <laughs> and so yeah we defeated them <laughs> defeated them with balloons yeah that's i think that's probably like i'm sure i have more but that's the Club 54 story that comes to mind. And I think it like encapsul- encapsulates the, the whole thing perfectly. Pro move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just preemptively, a lot of balloons are going to turn around. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They'll turn around. Well, I'm going to segue a little bit uh, here. I got a, I got a guest question. Oh, hell actually, yeah. From, uh, from your buddy Austin, actually. Here goes. Hi, Dex. I miss you so much. One of the many things you're known for is filming NBDs. A focus at downhill is never adopted in the same way as street skating. Can you talk a little bit about that process from inception to completion of filming the line? Additionally, what's a line that you're super proud of that you've never really seen somebody replicate? And what's one that you're currently chasing or haven't been able to get yet? Thanks. Bye. That's nice. That's nice he misses me. I saw him like 30 minutes ago <laughs> um no it's, it's a cool question it's something that i i did like think about a lot um like when i started when i started like having to like have a certain video output for sponsor obligations i was like it always bummed me out when you would just see people like kind of going through the motions, like really, really good skaters, but it didn't seem like they were like pushing themselves, you know? Um, and I, I like never wanted to, I never wanted to have, and I still don't like want to have the attitude that people like just want to see, like, I hate when people, when writers are like, oh yeah, I think people will just like want to see me skating because it's me skating. I always like, if I'm going to put something on video, I want it to be like, at the very least, like a line I'm proud of at a spot that hasn't been filmed much. But if I'm going to film at a spot that like locals or other like traveling writers have filmed at, I like really want to be aware of what has been done there and film something like not necessarily to one up it, but something that hasn't been done or like is new, um, new there. So it involves like, just being aware of what what has been done and like talking and like it's as simple as like talking to locals when you're visiting somewhere so that 
you know kind of what the bar is because like it's I, like there's always like local dudes who are so good but are just low-key and don't film stuff and it i think it's whack when if so, someone was like come to town and film something kind of like just mediocre on their spot and like get all this attention online and like you know especially if you're like getting paid to skate or like or like meaningfully sponsored and like you're getting something from it and there's like local dude like has a way crazier line on that spot you know like I've, I've never loved that that thing so i've just like really really like made a conscious effort to know what's been done at the spot and like make sure if i'm gonna film something that it's like good and i would rather film less and have everything be like solid you know not have not leave a place and have the locals be like oh fuck and that guy came here and like filmed all or like blew them out or whatever and like it wasn't even like good you know you want to at least have them be like oh well fuck no i i, yeah. I respect that a lot um yeah. that's always meant meant a lot to me yeah you've um you've certainly achieved that too with a lot of roads i got some roads i want to mm -hmm. get into in a little bit here yeah um the second part of Austin's question he was talking about something you're try working on or Trying to I don't achieve? Know, I don't know if there's anything specific right now. There's like the 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 flip side of this is that there's always like ones that got away, you know, like um whether it's like the like maybe my bar for spot selection was like a little too high and like where and like, you know, it's just impossible, like especially around here, impossible to get a car in and like line everything up logistically to, to film like the amount of regret I have that I never filmed a line that I, I skated exactly the line I wanted to film at Iggy's and didn't get it on camera be, probably because I like was a little too picky and like missed an opportunity. And then we could never get back in. Mm. It was one of these, like I was there with Max. We had, we had all this stuff and I was like, no, no, no. Like, like, let me get this more dialed. And then I think I like, I don't know if I crashed or like just couldn't quite figure something out. And I was like, oh, well, we'll come back another day. And then we just never got, got in again. So there's always like always stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I feel okay with airing on the side of it that I air on rather than like filming something I'm bummed on. Dang, Iggy's the one that got away. Really, really, <laughs> truly is the one that got away. So, oh my yeah, gosh, rest in peace. Well, no, I really do appreciate that you uh, you certainly like hit, like I said in your intro, you definitely go and hit roads that most people would pass on to like, I'm good. Like I got a list of uh, some handpicked selections, Hell yeah. I'll call them. Cool. You have a lot of, you have a lot of video parts, by I've, the way. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I've been, I've been trying to film for sponsors for a decade now, so it, it adds up. It's a it's an impressive list. First mm -hmm. one I got I wanted to talk about was Menace. Yeah, that <laughs> was, that shit was crazy. I I don't know, like I would love to go back there now, but I was I was thinking about this on the way over. Like a lot of the stuff I filmed here is old enough now that like thinking about doing it on the gear and the ability level I was at then is horrifying to me. You know, like I know how scary that road is. And like, like, I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the best roads, but like, it's just like, I know where I was at with my skating then. And like, kind of proud of myself for how, how fucking crazy I was going. But like in hindsight, 
lot of cars on that road. A lot of cars on that road. I think even in that run, there's like some pretty haywire, like not near misses, but just like there's quite a few. If from memory, there was like a lot of cars in critical spots, <laughs> but like nothing, like it, nothing was like close to happening. And like I was very conscious of like how narrow the lane was and being in it, but that's not a lot of space especially with a big old 2016 board, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, old setup decks. Yeah, big kicktail. Oh, my gosh. That video, like, it's it's burned into my retinas. Like, I've, I've like, seen it. Is the, it like, the Menace one? Yeah. Yeah. Is that on, like, a... Um, is that, like, on, like, a viral yeah, like, I, page or something? I think that was a weird thing. I think Lanyots set that up. Because they, I filmed it with Max, and they bought the footage. But I think they didn't put it out through their channels. I think they like gave it to people are awesome. Because it was in that weird like, the internet was weird for those years, you know. So it was like a Facebook page being like a great viral outlet for a video like was viable. Yeah, and I think they they were like they were trying that out. And I think they tried that out with that video, which like, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to dig it up, put it in the show notes here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think, and you know, I, I, I think I initially felt a little strange about it, but then I was like, well, I don't know. My job is, my job's done as soon as like the run's over, like it's up to them to decide what to do with it. And they, they were just trying stuff out. I don't think they ever did that again. It's cool though. I mean, yeah. shit. It got it. Yeah, it got a ton of views. But you got another uh, uh, big Swiss. This is another one that I feel like is not. Is that on the internet? Is that like on another viral type? No situation. That, that that never came out. It never came out. Yeah. So well, there's just like a clip of you passing a truck or something. That's right? not on the internet. How do I? I get, did I just see it in the I, viewfinder or something? You might have just seen it on the camera or something. That that uh. That never came out. We filmed that about, I want to say like like three or four months before each shit came out, and like a couple of those early trips I went, I came on down here with Dubler were kind of weird because Lanya, like the way they worked was like he would come and film, and he he would own all the footage, and then it was up to it would be up to like Lanyots to buy it off of him kind of piece by piece and i mean and i wanted to skate big swiss like we can get into that whole that whole saga was kind of crazy but i i i really wanted to film it but we kind of knew that that like wasn't Lanyot's footage but we figured venom would be down and i think there was some talk i could be i could be completely wrong here i think maybe max mentioned to me kind of off the cuff that it might sneak into each shit and the the kind of the vibe was i think it was i think each shit was at like functionally wrapped up and edited and done and there was kind of nowhere even in like a montage or whatever to put it in but so i was told well we'll just chuck it in each shit too and then <laughs> it's 2023 now <laughs> and honestly like i bet the footage like i don't know i haven't seen it in years but i bet it kind of doesn't hold up at this point you know 
but i don't know man but big I, swiss I, runs hold up in my book yeah i i mean i'm happy that it exists and we filmed it and like i'm happy that like enough people at this point know that it happened it's like some lore like, yeah it's crazy lore <laughs> and it was like one of the scariest things i've ever been a part of because like i mean you've been there like it's like a highway for trucks so it's busy and there's like before i i do remember that before the skating starts the camera is on the car running for like 15 minutes and there's just trucks going by and it's just me like standing there like trying not to have a panic attack waiting for a gap and we get like the longest gap we've had and i just like get three hairpins in and i'm just like i gotta pass a truck right now and fucking max balled out and came with me so (laughs) yeah you like i don't know how many years went by until like someone else filmed that road like ed garner filmed it that's badass dude like but dude yeah i don't really know anyone else that's filmed i mean it's a terrible idea um it's one of that's i mean it's funny because it actually is easy to skate it's just horrifying because it's so wide and like the lane even the what like the single downhill lane is like two or three normal lanes wide so it's like not hard to skate you're just so scared being there like once you're on your board and moving it's really not that bad but you're just aware that what you're doing like is and should be super illegal yeah, that's why I bring this yeah. up. I'm like bringing up all runs that like I don't want any part of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that that was a funny one because like we Matt and I was like we were down here and I think we drove up it with Deitch and we kept like Matt Noseworthy and I were here for like a couple of weeks and we kept being like Matt like like can we can we can we go back and do it and he was like he kept being like yeah yeah, yeah. and then we like got to the end of the trip we were just like doing other stuff you know got to the end of the trip and and finally i think like the last day of the trip like he had to work or like couldn't come with us so matt and i were like well shit like we want to go skate it real bad so we just went by ourselves and just like dropped in on it and we're like this is so dumb but you kind of you you obviously have to give it like a year to cool off after you do that you know so i never skated it i think i skated it one more time before i filmed it but i never did like you never do a second run on the day so like dropping into film it i was like i don't even really remember how this goes i just know it's a highway and there are slides and that's such a cursed combo of facts about a road, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very general. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Well, I just like, I mean, skating a, a road with slides is fine and skating a highway is usually fine. But both of like the, the Venn diagram of those two things are small. The overlap is small. Wild, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy one. Yeah, I'm not. I'd like, I've, I've driven up. I have never dropped in on it. Yeah. I'm like, maybe at like sunrise or something. Maybe if there's a moment where there's not a bunch of cars. We like could have done it better. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) like, Like it was definitely like the middle of the day. And I don't, I don't know why we did. I don't know why we did it like that. Well, done did it. You got, uh, 
What else we got on the agenda? Oh, Casper. Got your Casper run. Yep. Also a legendary run. Uh, Rick was talking about it in his episode. Um, it's a road you talk about uh, corners that you grip that you should slide. There's one right there. Yeah, that right, <laughs> that righty. I don't know how many. Like, I don't know if I would do that again. You know, I and I don't know if I did it before I filmed it. Also, like it was one of those like I think we need to put the camera on because I'm feeling good about this, and like yeah, I don't know, it was so close to not working. <laughs> like that was but, big board decks too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think that was that was in getting the van, so that that came out in 2016. Jeez, so it was filmed at the very latest summer 2016. Wow. Yeah, it's aged so. well. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it, but oh, this yeah. is one. It's burned into my retinas. I, I yeah, know, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still, can see it. I still have PTSD kind of from that one. The like, I was so scared of like, because there's a right sweeper on it that is a borderline grip corner that I put my hand in the dirt off the inside of the road and almost died. And I was so spooked about that specifically for like a year after that. Cause I was like, I got away with one. I'm like, yeah, I should, I should not fuck with this. The fucked up thing is we, we, again, we didn't know really where it was going to go when, when Max and I filmed that, um, it ended up going to land yachts as for my part in getting the van. But we weren't sure, so we filmed a bunch. After we did the raw run, we filmed a bunch of corner-to-corner shots on the road. And I got served up right after that on the crack in the huge right drift after that corner. I just, like, tried to tried to be cool and, like, slide later into the corner and just didn't get my hand up off the ground in time. Hit it. It ripped my puck off. And I like caught it and stayed on my board, but I was still, I was going too fast to make the corner without a puck on my right hand and like tried and then tapped my hand and just flipped backwards and got just bodied like after we filmed the raw run successfully. And so that's like, that's like most of what I remember from that day. Cause I like hit my head and like just got destroyed most of what i remember from that day like more than actually filming the run is like going to cvs from there to like get first aid supplies and like having a like panic attack in the parking lot basically is this like a reoccurring theme with filming like just like anxiety and like maybe some some light ptsd is this kind of something that happens with yeah 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 for sure i think what, what like... keeps you coming back Oh, it's a, it's a rush. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tight. I like, yeah, it's filming stressful. Like, and it's, I mean, it's part of like, if I'm going to film something, it's going to be like the best, like the best skating I can do. So when you're skating that like close to your limits, regardless, like regardless of what those limits are, if you're like as close to that as I want to be when I'm filming something, it's going to be horrifying. Like, it doesn't matter if you're like learning to slide or like a pro dude filming for a video part. If you're like that close to what you're capable of, it's going to be absolutely horrifying. 
So yeah, yeah there's there have been some panic attacks in par in parking lots, like often at pharmacies. <laughs> the reoccurring theme. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've never said that out loud like that, but yeah, you know, thinking about it, that is the theme. Yeah, I mean, you're certainly like like a foot over the line of like you're super talented, but like when you get in front of the camera, I'm like yeah. he's he's like pushing it super hard yeah i got got tons of respect for that man yeah it's funny meeting people who like like because you know over time it happens like you meet people at at sessions or whatever who like only know you from videos and they're always so shocked that i don't skate like that all the time and i'm just like i've I'm, i've always thought it was like such a weird thing where it's like how like i wouldn't be alive it's just not sustainable at all. That's a, like, turn it on for a couple minutes for the camera and then, like, make sure you chill the fuck out most of the time other than that. It's always, like, a fun... It's always, like, a funny thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, not sustainable. Like, you... Yeah, you If not, you skate, like, what, you're every not, run, you're not gonna be skating much. When you don't learn anything because you, like, black out from the adrenaline, you don't know what you did. <laughs> Can't get better like that. <laughs> incredible yeah yeah i've always thought that was like a, a funny phenomenon like no man like i also just go skating with my friends and sometimes pandy in the straight away <laughs> pandy the straight yeah it happens from time to time does racing how, how are your kind of nerves with racing in comparison to like filming it's different it's very different i'm i've been working on it and like I felt, I found like as I've gotten older, I've also gotten a lot better. Um, but I continue to be a basket case racing, um, as I think a lot of the people that like that do it a lot and and like care um, are. But it's gotten better. Um, I used to, it, and it's it's different in the sense that it's like less fear of like getting really hurt or like something like horrible happening like it's like especially when follow cars are involved like there's just a lot of like physical fear whereas like racing is a little bit more mental it's like just anxiety around like fear of failure or like doing bad or you know being embarrassed about a result or something but that's less like that's i don't know i've gotten better at that as i've gotten older and and like because you because you do bad everyone fucks up at some point and you realize that it's not the end of the world and move on. So it's better, but it's still, you know, it's still anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with racing is there's only one person going home stoked. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else is, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not I've been, I've been, but... I've been psyched on, on race results other than wins, but like, not as psyched as if I won and definitely not as excited as the person who did win. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Cool. I just want to touch on that. Um, got another guest question here. Wanted to just roll into while we're kind of on topic of some things. Got one here from, uh, Madison crumb. Here goes. What's up guys. Got a question for Dex. This is Maddie. Um, Dex, curious about your opinion on sketching up the hill. I seem to recall some situation a couple years ago where 
someone, I can't remember who was driving, um, but they ran over your foot or something like that. Well, well, well what were the injuries? How did, uh, how, how did that affect your opinion? And then also got a question about airplane mode. I know you've been testing out airplane mode in races for 10 years, got a pretty solid sample size for its efficacy. Um, when are you going to switch to grab and rail? All right, y'all have a good interview. Bye. Kind of just got grilled a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, with with We'll keep this one short, but we'll, I'll start grabbing rail when my when my arms grow about eight inches <laughs> i'm the i'm the stubbiest boy on the planet and frankly i can't reach so that, I, li- I like your airplane mode yeah that's where it comes from i mean i, I do them a lot so I, f- I figured it out i think but but yeah it, that's that was purely just a, a physical limitation i just if i grab rail i i high side in toe sides because i can't get far enough away from the board so Unless it's wet, it doesn't work. Um, Fair. And then, yeah, that... I don't remember, honestly, much from that day. I don't know what spot we were at. Um, but yeah, there, we were down here. I'd guess in Boone, if Maddie was there. I don't, I don't remember Maddie being there specifically. Um, but yeah, there was a... I don't, yeah, I don't know what year it was. But I was sketching at a spot because it was like one of these one of these neighborhoods where there's no gate at the bottom and also no development on it. It's just like perfect situation, like maybe a house or two, but like not like real quiet out in the sticks, like stack of hairpins. So we were like shuttling like 15 people in a like rent like rental sedan situation so there's like a couple people sketching i was holding on to like the like c pillar or b pillar of the car like on the side and the car so i was on the left side of the car and the road bent kind of left and the car just got too like i ran out of road basically so the back left wheel drove over the front of my board and it went over my foot and i so i like let go turned and just cranked the back of my head off the ground i don't know if it was on the road or off the side of the road but just knocked clean unconscious for like 30 seconds or so and uh yeah i woke up like i was wearing like like i was wearing a mids lid so like shouts out um i would have been dead like ab like for sure without the uh without like a good helmet on. Um, yeah, it's probably still like to this day, the hardest I've ever hit my head. Um, so yeah, I don't, don't do that anymore. Maddie bringing that up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, a, know who that's, that a, that's a crazy one. I feel like I bring it up from time to time at sessions as like, like when people are sketching, like at least telling them to not do it that way. But you're like holding out of like, the side of the car, you're asking for it, I feel like. Yeah, but like generally, just like there's always a better solution, you know? Um, but yeah, the the actual injuries weren't that bad. Like, I think the helm the helmet worked. Like, I remember skating a couple days later. I I had a I broke either like my middle toe or like 
ring toe. Like my foot, I had a broken toe, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the end of the world. There's, <laughs> there's a real funny photo like way back that, that I think Dubler took of like my foot with like one just purple toe and like the leader Smirnoff ice, like as if we we're like icing it. <laughs> um, but the cooked thing was I, when I skated, I, I like went out skating like a couple days later and I hadn't like touched my board. I was like, like the board and trucks weren't broken, you know, I put it down and, and I like got a couple corners down this run and realized that the cores in both my front wheels, they were like those biggie the biggies with the, co- with the spoked core. they were, all the spokes were fucking fried. So I guess all the force went, like, the trucks were fine, the board was fine, but all the force just went into the cores of the wheels and just broke them. But I didn't, I never checked. I just, a couple days later, dropped it on a run and got, like, two quarters down and was just, like, crashed again. Because I'm an idiot. Dude, I put those wheels on my board. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I skated them at Castle Corner, because I remember having Biggie Hogs at the castle, like, why is no one riding these? These yeah. are like pretty good condition. And it was like, well, oh, like that f- same set. Yeah, dude. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's fried. <laughs> it had to be. Cause I'm like, I put a set of broken core biggie hogs on my board before. Yeah. That's unreal. It's like, I'm going to throw these away right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 I mean, that answers, that answers the question that road, I guess is in Boone. Cause it, I was staying at the castle. I have very few specific memories of that. Cause I, smoked my head that so hard but jeez watch yeah. out if you're sketching folks yeah 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 it's it's psa ne- it's basically never worth it there's all there's always a better better solution in in my mind oh boy yeah well i'm gonna dive into another segment i like to do with everyone it's a little bit of road trivia all right so here goes. I don't know. Your road trivia is probably really good, so we'll see. So, road trivia question. On this road, Kyle Martin gets passed, maybe pushed by James Kelly in the final corner. A uh, Whistler. Correct. Yeah. I knew you were going to yeah. get that one. Pushed. Yeah. Yeah, he was pushed. <laughs> we're, we're Team Kyle on that one. <laughs> Racing was different back in the day. <laughs> I saw a lot of pushing at Whistler. Yeah. But, um yeah. it was so hard to pass there. You had to just people would just get frustrated and just be mean to each other. Jeez, I knew you'd get that one easy. Yeah. I got another one for the for the guests here. Might be throwing them a bone, but maybe not. You're totally gonna know this one. But if you know the answer, just comment uh on the Instagram or YouTube. Uh here goes. A helicopter crashed at an event that this road was raced on. So you, thanks yeah. for playing. Yeah, that's for the. Oh, yeah. that's for them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, for yeah. them. All right, <laughs> Mike. I know you know this one. All right, moving on with things. I've been seeing you. Uh, you like to blast over wooden bridges. What's what's up with your? up with the bridges man i don't know well we got some sick ones today i'll tell you what (laughs) wait you went over bridges today yeah what yeah (laughs) there's a there's a pretty wild one at vegas and then at um boots 
You went out there today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got two roads with wooden bridges today. I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm gonna dude get loves so, his bridges. I'm going to get so many splinters one day. <laughs> <laughs> that fell on the spot you're not supposed to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just sound crazy when you skate over them. I think it, I think it's genuinely that simple. They just sound so crazy. They sound nuts. <laughs> I love it. Yep. You still got a beer sponsor? No. Oh. No. Got torched up. That shit was tight. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really, yeah. That went on. I rode for Mill Street for nine years, I think. I think from 2012 until 21. What happened? Uh, There was a, they, that company went through some pretty, pretty crazy changes. They got bought by... Labats, which is part of Anheuser Busch, so it got crazy, crazy corporate, and I got I became like a line on a spreadsheet that was expensive and got sliced. But shout shout out to them! Like seriously, they they did so much for me for so long, and they were my first sponsor that like properly paid me for skating, and it made it possible to like go do a lot of stuff um early on with land yachts that like i was like new flow kid level there so it it made it possible for me to kind of like wait like be patient and like let that ride out and you know grow that relationship without like needing needing a ton of money because i had another sponsor paying me like really early on um so yeah it's so grateful for everything from them obviously and like you know things end it's all good but yeah having a beer sponsor is crazy a couple of those east coast races we rolled up with so much beer back in the day <laughs> like definitely a couple spicy border crossings where they're like where did you get all this <laughs> so you're telling me you were wait they got bought by bush dude you could have been sponsored by Bush Light. Imagine if you had a camo can suit. Yeah, Bush just, Light camo can suit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I just am Kevin Harvick. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Yeah. I'm just going to pepper you with another guest question here while we're, we're on the topic of, nice. of, of beers. <laughs> I'm just unloading on you right now. That's all good. This one's from Matt Noseworthy. Here goes. Hey, it's Matt. Why don't you uh, talk about that time... You uh, claim the fastest drunkest skater on the East Coast. Thoughts? I mean, I don't think I ever claimed shit. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think what he's talking about was one of the most uncomfortable experiences of, of my life. Where um, in 2014, I won Munsville, and it was the first time. And I think still only time my parents ever saw me skateboard and mike gerard came up to me after i won because i got just obliterated the night before racing and was just wildly hungover and he mike gerard came over he's like you did the like fastest drunkest skater on the east coast thing and like my parents were standing right there and he felt so bad and the whole thing was just immediate it went from like just being like so excited like first 
his first race win ever. So psyched. So uncomfortable. <laughs> it's pretty sick. It's funny. Now. It's like very funny now. I've like, I've joked about it with my mom since, but it was, yeah, that was a thing. Forgot she won Munsville, man. That's a prestigious yeah, race win right there. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Podium at the Legion and everything, dude. <laughs> so, so like, does does drinking at races does that help or hinder performance? What's the what's the word? On I that? mean, I mean it. It's fine. The way I, I used to, I think everyone like when you're you're just like young and excited, you get carried away. Try not to do that anymore, but love, love cracking open a couple cold ones with the boys before race day <laughs> that's yeah that's still good but i think i used to just be real stressed out about it and get hammered and be hung over but try yeah. not try not to do that anymore i guess that's character it's a development. Good move. Yeah. yeah it is yeah i like to see that you're you know getting a good night's rest and stuff before maybe getting a good night's rest i don't know i don't know yeah still stressing <laughs> i don't know wanted to touch on um like what's your relationship with the void these days when you're out on the open roads what's that look like it's still about the same <laughs> it's just relationships going well yeah it's going well <laughs> yeah excellent yeah yeah um let's see here do you do any like, I guess, specific training for race season outside of just skating or anything you do to kind of prepare it all? Or yeah, that's like something that's become more of a part of of racing on a high level. I feel like in the last, I mean, people have been people have been doing it for ages, but I think like for me has become necessary to to be competitive like i feel like at a certain point you have to be a certain weight um to be competitive and like everyone can push so goddamn hard now like be able to like do that i don't think it's like it's not the most important thing and like nothing will ever replace being good at skateboarding um but i think like being strong and 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 like maintaining a certain body weight, I think also is pretty critical for racing now. I think my my body naturally wants to just be 160 pounds and skinny, and and I know like I am. There are people that make it work, but I I'm not fast at that weight, so I need to be heavier than that without. Yeah. So yeah, there's you, that's, you hit, that's become a thing recently. I feel like I feel like that was like a real taboo thing when I was when I like started all of this. Like you knew like there was like some people did it, but like you'd make fun of them, and now it's like more normal. Or I'm lamer. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's like the natural progression. Like yeah, I yeah, I feel like the levels at higher now than it ever has been, and I think it's part of it's because a lot of, a lot of people are like actually taking care of themselves yeah for me it kind of started from having all like a ton of injuries and like having to do pt like that got me into the gym and i realized from that that 
it really helped like both from a like not getting hurt as much point of view but also from a like i noticed my skating getting stronger as a result so i kind of just continued that once i was healthy um and it kind of like snowballed from there a little bit good so you you hitting you hitting the weights yeah you yeah, up, yeah. You up in the gym hell yeah yeah i gotta get on that man yeah even like i don't know it's Probably, it's got it's, it's got to be good for you, you know. There's no way it's not like, <laughs> especially like slamming too. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Got to get back up. So yeah, I got to get on that. Got to keep those shoulders in. No, my <laughs> shoulders are. I mean, if I go down, I'm trying to. I will sacrifice the back of my head to save my <laughs> shoulder. It's not good. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to work on that a little bit. Yeah. Had a couple quotes I have in my head, some Dexter quotes. Oh no! I might just be paraphrasing, right. so I don't really like know like what what one I had. I remembered, like it was like something like I don't slide to slow down. I slide to change direction or something like that. Is that I I feel like I felt like that a lot, but that was so of an era when you're boards didn't turn there's like like at and at certain spots like especially here i rem i remember feeling like that where there were like corners here where i was like it's not that it's not that i'm not gripping enough it's like literally the board won't turn tight enough around like some of those like crazy neighborhood hairpins i was like you just kind of need to like get it rotated sliding and i really coming coming down here on modern gear has been enlightening because this is your that, first time back on modern stuff yeah yeah oh yeah. my gosh well, like yeah. i said five years ago so so last time i was here was like uh gambler 160 kodiak like sim kodiak's era so um so yeah like i i do remember i do remember like i don't like, specifically remember the context i was like saying that in but i do remember feeling like that especially in north carolina because there are corners here that are so tight that it's like it's not even like how fast you're going. It's just that like you can't turn enough. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I was like thinking about that. I was like, wow. Pretty sure you said that. I think I'm remember yeah. remembering that. But yeah, new gear, especially here. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. It's crazy. Whole new game. Yep. I feel like like the like little little boards like they just fit kind of better on these roads. Like this was just like a a lot of the spots here are like real claustrophobic feeling. Like they're just so narrow and stuff. And like I feel like you take up less of the road even like when you're sliding. Yeah, and you got I mean you kind of slide less too. So Yeah, braking zones are a little shorter too, so it's like it's not as chaotic. Kind of just like fit into a little spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's been cool. Let's see. Oh yeah, Garrett wanted me to ask this. Uh, what is one item you need when you go out skating that's like not your setup, like not your gear? Oof. That's like an essential. That's a good question. I don't know, like here specifically, uh, a rental car that you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. 
so that you're not like destroying your friend's car i think someone already didn't care about the rental car you got right now yeah yeah i think it i think it was rick (laughs) (laughs) he said it might be him too (laughs) maybe i've seen that thing before i don't know it's kind of familiar yeah i might have yeah i might have filmed some stuff (laughs) (laughs) jeez you got uh i hear you got a, a french bulldog at home yeah i do yeah what's his name his name's milo milo he's a good boy yeah, how old's Milo? He just turned one. Oh my god! Yeah, he's so excited. Yeah, she, is he like Pepper? Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of same same deal. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. good. Yep. You, you snore at night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sound. Yeah, sounds like a diesel truck. You gotta start sending me uh, Frenchie pics, dude. Yeah, I'll get on that. I'll show you. I'll show you some after. Oh, good. I got good. it. Yeah, you know how it goes. As soon as you get a dog, that's like that's all that all that's in your camera roll. It's like every five minutes, I'm like to Mallory, like, look at him. Yeah, look at what he's doing right now. Just, he's exactly, not doing anything. Exactly the same shit he was doing 15 minutes before. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a nice thread going. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Austin was showing me pictures, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could have been sending him pics for like the last two years, dude. Damn. Um. What's your what's kind of like your your future plans looking like with with downhill or just life in general? I'm not sure. Into I'm not sure. I I'm kind of keep doing what I've been doing. Like um, I think everything recently has been real centered on the like world skate stuff, um, and that's kind of like controlled our schedule. and and like i mean like where where a lot of like my effort has been going as well just because it's it's something that i care about continuing to be a part of um so that and like the levels high and like qualifying for these teams is it's not nothing you know like you have to you have to work real hard and everyone's doing so good that the level's like high um what is good is like our qualification season is over and the event isn't until about a year from now which is kind of a strange one um so there's i have a bit of uh, like a bit of a block of time to like to film a lot and i've i've really missed that as like i feel like i've neglected that like aspect of skating and my skating for a while and i'm real excited to like have a window of time to like dive back into that because it feels like fresh and new in a lot of ways to me right now. Um, just cause I've kind of taken a bit, like not a break from it, but I've been so focused on the racing that it's kind of taken a bit of a backseat. So I'm, I'm psyched to like spend some time like working on it. I don't know what it's going to look like, whether it's raw runs or a video or a video project of some sort, but I'm, I'm excited to like delve into that. Um, haven't thought about it much cause I've been so, like locked in on qualifying up to soldiers which was two days ago <laughs> gotta come back here dude i know yeah and the, <laughs> like the the like two three day sampler pack that i just that I've, i'm in the middle of has really really locked that in for me <laughs> so yeah i think i think that that's gotta happen you've been getting it in mm-hmm. saw you uh while i was checking austin's look looks like y'all were out at uh looks like maybe camp sucky Camp Shitty? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we skated shitty yesterday. Yeah. I that is that's some good shit right there. Cause you you skated an old pave, I yeah, hear, and you yeah, never yeah. skated the new pave. No. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the old pave. Um. Yeah. I don't know what year. Fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there on the old pave, and it was like purely as a stunt. Like it was just it was only so that like we could sit here and have that conversation, you know, because like no one had skate like, you know, obviously people had skated it. But like it was a, it was a small list. And like, I don't know, someone was like, you know, you know, poking me about it. Like, I think Deitch or someone was like, oh, fucking it's sh- shitty's the like the good one or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm putting that on him. It easily could have not been him. But so I kind of just like went and went and did it just to just to do it. And it was awful, like truly terrible experience. Um, but yeah, it's it's the best. It's pretty incredible now. Yeah, it reminds me of how it reminds me a lot of Saki. Like they're very similar in, mm-hmm. a, in a lot of ways. Um, so it reminds me of skating Saki back when Saki pavement was great. So. I appreciated that because I think Sucky's fried now from what I've heard. We didn't even drive up it. Oh, you didn't skate it? No, 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 no. I didn't take a lap. We only skated, we only skated shitty. It's got like cat tracks in a lot of the slides, but like, I mean, I skated it over the summer. It's totally. Yeah. Like you would hit it and be like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. We, we talked about it and there was like a, a bit of an aspect of like, I don't like my memory of it is so perfect that I was like, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to sully it. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Understandable. Yeah. There was a period of time where if you asked me what my favorite road in the world was, it was Camp Sucky. So it like, I, I don't know if I want to like tarnish that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, maybe. I respect, maybe, respect that. Maybe I blew it and it's totally fine. You guys have been known to make a big deal of pavement imperfections people do make a big deal like but it, it could also be fried i have not seen it i feel like i make a big deal sometimes but like we hit it and i was like oh my god this is fine like you hit cat tracks when you're already sideways it's kind of like helps you slow down oh nice it's like like the abs kicking in <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah dude so well maybe next time yeah or there's always tomorrow but i don't know yeah we got plans for tomorrow but we also have to drive to charlotte so oh Hmm. yeah got a lot on your plate man yeah i i also really want to skate shibalba so oh that's pretty close to yeah pretty yeah, close yeah, to yeah. the compound yeah that's why that's why we saved it for for we'll get hurt there and then go straight to the airport hey dude knock on wood knock on... <laughs> <laughs> i'm almost tempted to just skip work tomorrow but i already skipped work on friday to go to soldiers yeah skip work tomorrow Should i just do it again yeah 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 all yeah. right, all right. Yeah, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Meet at nine at the ranch. Oh, God. All right. You're locked in. It's on, it's on camera, dude. It's on camera. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to take this part out. Fuck. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. If it doesn't happen, I'm, it'll all be in the comments. No, I really I really wanted to skate with you while you're here. It's just yeah. came right off the soldier's rip. And yeah. Yeah. That is the that is tough. I'm still recovering. But. Yeah, what else did I want to get into with you here? Um, guess kind of wanted to talk about your uh, your pro model board with land yachts. Mm-hmm. Is that the the small blind? Yep, that's yeah, that's the the current one. Um, 
yeah, it's cool. I like, I feel like, like I had the, I had the gambler come out right when big boards stopped being a thing for racing. Uh, that board came out and I raced like half of one season on it. And it became very clear that things were like changing very quickly. So we started working on little board stuff and then small blind came out in 2020 which is crazy that that's three years ago now um and it, the idea was that it was going to come out along with smokies and cheetahs that we had we had prototyped all that stuff through 2019 and uh the idea was that we would use 2019 as like a bit of a development season and then have really really co- competitive gear for 2020 and then that race season never happened so that was a bit of a bummer but um that board came out and i think it i think it did great um so i've got a new one coming out in march or in this with the spring release this year um that's like an updated version of it we actually did a did a mold for it this time. The last ones were thrown a little bit thrown together from like existing stuff that we had. Um, so this one is, is like a more of a purpose built thing that works a little bit better, um, for what we're doing now. So pretty excited for that. I've been pretty, uh, intrigued by it. I might have to, I might have to hop on one. I really want to get, one of your boards and one of Cambrick's boards. And I have yeah. like the airplane mode aficionado, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Ontario squad yeah. boards. Yep. Then then you'll have to stop grabbing rail. I know. It'll do it I for just you. just have to. Yep. No choice. <laughs> that's awesome. Is it going to be called the small blind again? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's like... I, I'm actually I like like name. not super like looped in on, on what's going on with it, but I... I know it's coming out in the spring and um, it's going to be cool. They're, they're going to be, um, it's going to be a full wrap board and they're going to be wrapped in Vancouver is the idea. So it's going to be one of the first things that we've like made, not at the Kimberly factory for a while. It's like actually made at the um, main blind yachts um, factory in Vancouver. Um, so I'm real, real psyched on that. We haven't had boards come out of there in a while. What's your what's your uh, involvement with like do you do you work with land yachts as well mm-hmm. or work for them? Yep. Yeah. So I work. Um, yeah, I work nine to five. I do some. Mostly recently, it's been uh, like e-commerce website um, stuff for product. So like making making sure everything's like available for sale and people can buy it and doing that stuff. So it's been cool. I've awesome. been learning a lot. Um, I had like. They're, they're cool. Working there is cool because you get opportunities to do stuff like that. Like I don't have a like web development background or any of that stuff, but it's like they find, they'll find like a, a use for you and make it happen. And like, I don't know, it's like a real world skill that I'm glad I'm like developing, you know? So that's a lot of what I've yeah. been doing. That's a lot of what I've been doing recently. That's super rad. I was wondering mm-hmm. that. Um, no, that's that's super cool. You're involved with that, and you know, mm-hmm. you got a job too. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, it's weird. I've my like whole adult life, I've been 
involve either like like just involved with companies that I've also been writing for. So like when I've when I've had a like a nine to five, I've I worked at companies that I also rode for um, pretty consistently. So it's like that's kind of like feels normal to me, but I know it's like kind of a weird setup. Not super rad. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, be on the lookout for Dex's mm-hmm. board. I'll put a little link mm-hmm. in the show notes. You want to check it out? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I'm gonna get into a few other questions. I like to kind of ask people towards the end, uh, kind of the same, same things. See what your thoughts are. Are you a round lip guy or a square lip guy? I think I know this. Square answer. square lip guy. <laughs> Even like like to the extent that I prefer like when I go out and like just be bad at free riding and don't let anyone point a camera at me and like pretend I like know how to do stuff. Like if I'm going to go do stand up slides, I am better at them on a really slidey square lip because so much of my like muscle memory and everything about how wheels let go like i need a lip to like flex to know what's happening under my feet like put me on round lips i have no idea what's happening like that's the extent to which i'm a square lip guy you know <laughs> love it yeah what's your favorite kind of pavement that there's there are two that I don't know. This might be controversial. I think my favorite one is like old Malibu pavement, but North Carolina sparkle pave is like right there. Two good picks. Yeah. Like (laughs) those two are like, they're different, but both incredible. I think, I think it's, I think it's Cali classic by like by a hair. Yeah, that Cali classic. Yeah. It's it's slidey. Yeah, it is. But it's but it's nice. It's perfect though. <laughs> yeah, like old like in my mind the best best pavement in the world was old Decker pave before the before it got resurfaced. I've only skated old Decker pave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine again. Like it's it's really good slurry seal, but it's not it's not the same. It's a shame, man. Yeah. What's, uh, who's got the best style in your opinion, men and women? And that can be free rider, racing, whatever um, styles. I mean, like my, fa- like favorite style all time is Everin Ozen. Like favorite skater of like forever. Um, women's side, Katie Nielsen. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Solid picks. Yeah, those. I think those are. I think that would be it. Off the off the top of my head, there's like, there's so many though. Like, yeah, big. I'm a big, uh, big Coop fan also. Mm, yeah. I, and I skated. I like. I've never. I've never skated with Everin, but like I saw Coop do so much cool stuff in real life that like he's, he's there too. I like those picks. Yeah. Um, who's the goat? In your opinion, men and women. I mean, women's it's it's M. Yeah. It, like it has to be. Like she's like one of the most impressive just people I've been around in skateboarding in my mind. Like solid pick. Like you can't you can't 
no, you can't say anything about what what she did and and hopefully continues to do in skating um on the the men's side i'm probably biased i think in my head it's it's patrick um but that's probably colored significantly by like how much he helped me out when i was like started traveling and learning and like getting and like improving at skating and how much he improved like just like out of i don't I like i don't really know why but he like helped me so much with my skating so i think i'm like that colors it a lot but he's also it's also patrick like freaking legend yeah he's a legend too <laughs> you know so i think i think it's him but solid pick yeah if you had to pick an all-star lineup of people to go out skating with, who are you taking? Where Ooh. are you going? I mean, it's it's a Malibu session for sure. Um, okay, all right. Like for yeah. sure, probably yeah. Like like tuna heavy, tuna heavy Malibu session. I had a feeling. Yeah, um, we need coop. Like honestly. In my mind, it might just be like, it might just be the like, that, yeah, that era. There were some crazy days. Like, Aiden Linz is one of my favorite people to skate with. So, like, like he's in the car. We need Matt. I don't know. Yeah, that might be it. That's a crazy group of four people. I don't know if that car has ever happened, but the, <laughs> the, I think those are, those are the boys. Can't, yeah, we need Cam. Yeah, that, yeah, there you go. That's five. That's great. Yeah. That session's gonna go off. Yeah, go crazy. <laughs> and also, uh, here's another one. What's the best road? The best the best road in the world is a hill I found that I'm not gonna say the name of in Italy that I found because I was working in a bike shop and the Giro d'Italia was on. And they went up this just wild road. And it it was like on the TV in the shop. And I was just, I was like watching it going like, because they have like the, all the crazy elevation profile, like all this, all the stuff. On all the, the stats. Yeah. Yeah. On the, like the TV broadcast. And I was like, this is, this is unhinged. I've never seen anything like this. And then the road like was just visually it was you could tell it was like a car width wide and just turns the whole way and we were luckily going on euro tour in three weeks and i was like i think i'm just gonna be there so we should go and it is yeah to this day like we went we went in 2018 and we went back in 2019 it's the most unhinged piece of pavement i've ever seen in the world it's got tunnels it's got these like it's like a real old road. Like, you know, when you can tell a road was like dirt and then they paved it, it yeah. has that kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has the, it's like really like wedged onto this really steep mountainside. So it has all these like cobblestone retaining walls that are taller than you when you're tucking. So you're just like beside this wall for most of it. And there are sections where the mountain's so steep that they, had to build it up on the inside as well. So you're just between walls, walls on both sides. And it's 
So it's 10 kilometers long, one lane, 14% average, and has two straightaways of 28%, which is Casper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, be- it's the best road in the whole world. But I'm not saying the name of it on a podcast. No, no. I'll tell you after. Come on. Well. Yeah. Hopefully Austin didn't say it on his episode. I don't know if he's been there or not. No, he hasn't been there. I talked to him about it yesterday. He he hasn't been there. He was, he's mad because we were talking about it and he was like half an hour from there didn't go. Because it's, it's real cutty and like obscure. Like it's not a, it's not a like main pass or anything. It's just this insane side road that just exists for some reason. We like Dang. pranked a bunch of people into going on uh, Euro Tour 2019 who drove out of the way to go there and didn't skate it. Pranked them. <laughs> too spooked. Oh my gosh, too spooked. <laughs> Did you just send a car down first or what? You walkie it or? Yeah, it's it's real. It's at like it goes up to this like really really mids uh, resort that has no summer activities. So if it's skatable, it's really low traffic. Um, but yeah, you need walkies. It's a car width wide. There's, it's like, it's narrow to the point where like, if you came across a car, there's nothing you can do. So you need walkies, but, but there's like no, no houses on it. It, no intersections or, or anything. It just is a road. So it's not that bad. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a um, destination for road cyclists. Because like it, it was like in the Giro a few times, so people know about it from that. But cyclists have all the intel, dude. Anyone who can ride a bike up that is like probably kind of a badass. So like we've only had we've only we've only had good like interactions with people because they're like they're not like weekend warrior dudes usually. They're like badass cyclists. You're not gonna have fun going up that. You're you're no. a, you're just <laughs> an absolute beast. We in twenty nineteen we went back and uh Kyle Martin was with us and he we got like three corners up it and he was like, Oh, I understand why blood doping is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like I, he was like, Yeah, I think I would need the blood of three men to write up this. <laughs> so that that was a good that was a good bit. That's awesome. Yep. Well, you're heading out from sh- out of Charlotte tomorrow. Yep. Where are you heading? You heading back home or what's the, no, what's the plan? I'm going, I'm flying to Utah tomorrow for um, the big brass sesh. Oh my gosh. The yeah. party is not over. The party is not over. The party is, in fact, only just beginning. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a big... I don't know. There's an unbelievable amount of people going to this BRAF session. There's going to be a solar eclipse there. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, I fly into Salt Lake Wednesday night, and then we got a day in in Salt Lake City hanging out with Micah. I think he's got some spots that we're going to go to. And then there's a... Last time I went to BRAF, I flew in on Thursday as well. And there's there's this crazy, like, critical mass bike ride that happens in Salt Lake City every Thursday night. So I'm I'm actually, like, pretty excited to go to that, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got, nice. I got real lost last time. I'm, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Man, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. Jeez, I, I'm missing out. God. Yeah, you should just quit your job. I'm about to. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk when this is over. I'll talk off, off camera. 
Well, Dex, um, I think we're, I think we're about, I think we're about there. I didn't, I wanted to see if you might have any, uh, thank yous or shout outs or kind of any last comments or words. Yeah, I don't know. Main thing, just, uh, shout out to everyone here in Asheville holding it down. I'm, it's nice coming back here and seeing like the, the scene thriving. Um, it makes me, makes me real happy. So shout out, shout out to that. Shout out to Asheville. Shout out mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Dex, for, for coming on today and taking time out of your skate schedule to sit down and talk about longboards, man. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey, dude. Had to ha- had to have you on. It was a short mm-hmm. short window, but I, I you know I didn't know when we might have this opportunity again. Yeah. So glad we made it happen. Yeah, man. Well, for those listening, you know, thanks for tuning in. Over and out. See ya. <laughs>